no, no, no. I mean, uh, I really got nothing here. Um, I haven't listened to the whole thing. Ben assures me that everything is acceptable and uh, it can go up. It's just a couple of guys talking about life. And if you enjoy it, let us know. And if not, um, you can let us know as well. doesn't matter. Everybody, Happy New Year. Damn it, how do we get way off track oh, as to what we might discuss? And uh, one of the first things he said was like our childhood. Um, so I guess we should point out that even though I am an old man, you're also an old man. We're both pretty old. Right? Halfway to, halfway to 90. What? Really? I'm 45. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I am. Uh, well, my fucking number. My birthday's coming up in a week, and it's going to require a lot of math. It's not like it's. I'm going to be forty nine. Well, no, not oh, in a week. In three 60. days. Shut the f- <laughs> fuck up! All right. I was going to say you look you look sexy for sixty. Oh <laughs> uh, man, it's it's the facial hair. It hides all the wrinkles. The neck flaps. Um, I'm going to be 49. You also, you, all, you also don't have a lot of gray hair. I have a ton of gray hair. Uh, I got it where it counts. Um, I don't know what Next. that means. That doesn't mean anything. Uh, <laughs> so oh, I was God. I was born in the mid-70s in... in um, uh, well, I, I was born in Louisiana. I was born in Lafayette, Louisiana. Um, and I didn't spend a lot of time there as a child, probably up until, oh God, I don't know. Six, five, six, five, six. All I remember is my my friend Buddy, his name is Buddy, Buddy. Um, and uh, we were playing in the backyard and there was a giant pile, like ant pile. Um, these were fire ants because it's fucking Louisiana. Um, and he was like, Hey, let's jump that, uh, fire ant pile. And I'm like, I don't know about that. And he goes, he jumps over it and he goes, look, I'm on the other side. Everything's fine. Come on. And you do it too. And I'm still like, I'm not really sure. Oh, come on you. And so finally I went, all right. And before I even hit the ground, it felt like the ants were already uh, all over my legs. Just, like, bit into me that you, you couldn't get them off you. So uh, whoever was in the house heard me screaming and came out with a, a hose and uh, blasted them off of me. And that's how I was rescued from the vicious fire ants. Um but I also have good memories from, from New Orleans as well. I, my dad flew helicopters, and uh, not only did we get alligators in our backyard, but one time my dad landed his uh, helicopter in our backyard. Just come out and say hello to the family and show off and then fly off. <laughs> so that's where I started. I didn't have most of my life there. Where were you born, uh, Ben? So I was born in Adrian, Michigan, which is in the southeast corner, 
closest to Toledo. I'm actually probably closer to Ohio than most places in Michigan. Um, but luckily, I wasn't born in Ohio because that's just a shithole. Uh, sorry to anybody fuck? who's listening from Ohio. Come on, dude. Ohio's... Uh, all right, we don't have to get into that. Anyways, go Michigan. Uh, so I was born in Adrian, but I only lived there until I was nine. And then we moved to New York. And so I don't really consider myself from Michigan. <clears throat> I was just birthed there. Um, and actually, this might be TMI, and not TBI, TMI. Oh, God uh, damn it. I, I, I think I was conceived in New York, so technically I'm a true New Yorker. Um, Your so... seed went across state lines, that's great. <laughs> seed. <laughs> Sex trafficking. Anyways, <laughs> so... Um, I am the oldest of eight kids. My dad was a pastor growing up, still a pastor. Um, we were all homeschooled, so we're all a little weird. Um, and, uh, yeah, we're all fairly creative and really all into movies and music and, uh, yeah, we, we grew up, you know, we had to entertain ourselves a lot. So, um, watched a lot of movies. Goonies was a regular. Bloodsport, I've seen hundreds of times. Peanut Butter Solution. Um, Cloak and Dagger. Flight of the Navigator. Those were like, oh, Never Ending Story. That was like a quintessential. I think... Part of the reason why I like horror so much is probably because of Never Ending Story, because how traumatic it was when, you know, whatever the fuck that white thing was, or the horse, Atreyu. Whatever Atreyu. the fuck that white thing was. <laughs> it's a horse, I can't man. remember. The it's horse, a fucking the horse. horse. Right, but what was the horse's name? I don't know. Fucking dead Atreyu. Okay. Whatever. Anyways, the horse I think dies. Atreyu was, was the like, name you know, of the little boy. Yeah, yeah, okay. Anyways, so Atreyu's horse, whatever. Also the star of But Troll. yeah, that was like... Yeah, yeah. I think I remember <laughs> you telling me that. <clears throat> so, you know, that was pretty depressing when the horse dies, and he's like crying and screaming and... Yeah, that was that uh, was a pretty traumatic traumatic um scene. But I've always referred to this film as the never-ending boring. It's just none of it really. Damn, as a no kid, way. yeah, I no mean, way. no way, dude. Now I watched this in the theater, um, and I was just like, none of this is working for me. And I was a small child, so I was a young boy. Nick's, our goddamn yeah, it, you Bob. I mean, seen... Ben. <clears throat> I mean, at that point, you've probably already seen, you know, some fucking horror movies. And so you're like, yeah, this is boring. But for me, never seen any of that shit. It was pretty exciting. Well, I gotta <clears> say, <throat> Legend came out around that same time. And Legend blew me the fuck away. Oh, yeah. Legend, I didn't find Dark that one boring. Soul, Willow. Uh, Willow Labyrinth. bored the fuck out of me. <clears throat> 
Oh, dude. Labyrinth was awesome. Yeah, Willow sucked. Peck, 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 peck. It's like, <laughs> God damn it. So fucking obnoxious. And then at the end, a two-headed dragon shows up, and I'm like, yay, and it's gone. Yeah. That was a very picky child, Clearly I guess. Our, uh, yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> clearly our taste in, music, uh, in movies when we were younger is pretty different. I guess um, so. So, yeah, I mean, I definitely didn't have a normal childhood by any stretch of the imagination. Um, it was uh, it was interesting. We grew up pretty poor, but I never felt poor. And I know people say that, but, like, I legitimately never felt poor. Like, my parents always, like, went out of their way to, like, save whatever little money they had to, like, for Christmas and stuff like that. So, you know, we were, yeah, I don't have any... I don't look back at my childhood as like a negative thing. So, well, I feel I kind of feel the same about my my growing up as well. It's like when we left uh, New Orleans, um, we ended up in the Midwest, uh, out in Missouri, which my dad was from Illinois, and so was my my mom was also uh, from Missouri, which are both you know next to each other. They snuggle at night. Um, She's from a very, very, very small town. And my dad was uh, from kind of a big family. But um, we ended up in a, out in the middle of the woods, out in Missouri, growing up most of my life. And um, now I can't remember what I was going to say, goddamn, because all I can see is you shoveling goddamn noodles in your fucking mouth. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck God, that's so gross. Um all right. You want me to turn Just, the camera off? I can Yeah, turn next the time off. you wanna like shovel like giant spoonfuls of goddamn noodles in your mouth, please turn the camera off. Just for that moment. <laughs> okay. Uh anyway. Yeah, I've totally lost the thread here now. Um, grew up in the middle of nowhere. I didn't have a lot of friends. I had to go and play in the woods all the time. And uh, we were we weren't you know we had a nice thing of of land that we lived on, but we weren't super rich. And then um, you know I even my mom because she came such from such a uh, from such a poor family where they used to they were. They picked cotton and stuff as children. They didn't. They didn't have anything. Um, but uh, so, she still brought over Wait, your this. Your mom shit. picked cotton. Yeah. Not your parents. Your mom. Well, my mom is my. When parents. she was growing up. Yeah. Oh my god, that's not what I, that's not what I meant. I'm sorry. Her parents. <laughs> your mom actually did it as a child. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I, I, as I say, I mean, uh, this was like, I guess this was around the Great Depression and shit and whatnot. I have no idea. Um, but yeah, they grew up picking cotton and they didn't have, thank you for turning off the camera. Good Lord. Um, <laughs> didn't have a lot of money. So a lot of that stuff came over when she was actually stable with my dad and whatnot. It was like, well, we've used this Ziploc bag. 
we're going to wash it with soap and water in the sink and then we're going to dry it out and we can re reuse the Ziploc bag. Like, you know, little money-saving shit like that that we didn't need to do. And that's actually carried over into my life where sometimes I'll find myself being like, oh, fuck, all I got to do is kind of, you know, wash and rinse this out and I can, I can use this again. And it's like, I don't need to. I do not need to do that. Um... But yeah, I spent a lot of time hanging out in the woods, playing by myself. We had a huge, like, uh, uh, it was it was like a, there were sinkholes all over the place. Um, and we had a huge one in, uh, in the back of our property. And for years, people, even before we had moved in, they had been throwing their fucking garbage in there, like old washing machines and old tractor equipment and just fucking shit just thrown in this huge hole. And uh, when it would get winter time and I knew that this, I wouldn't have to worry about snakes and stuff, I would go and climb around in this huge, like, garbage pit and look for fucking cool shit and use it to, like, uh, I'd, I'd take it into a little a little cove in between trees where, you know, it was kind of hidden away, but it was open. And I would make myself a, uh, like a, a, a little like bat cave where, you know, I'd have a little like electronic looking stuff and I could pretend it was a computer and, and all that shit. And that would be like my home base before I traveled out and went to go explore the rest of the woods and stuff like that. Um, I had to spend a lot of time alone, um, but it was okay because I had a great time with myself. I was playing with myself, Ben. Wow, started young. <laughs> <laughs> so we grew we we were pretty lucky growing up because, um, so I grew up on Long Island in New York, and uh, my dad taught at this Bible school. And the Bible school was on this huge property and it was on a bay and it was also next to these like giant woods. And so, um, we used to just like set up like booby traps in the woods. We dug a huge hole one time and like made this like uh, rope swing, um, across it, which was pretty dangerous, but you know, we were kids. One time we got caught, we were burying some kid alive in sand. Uh, we got yelled at for that. That was pretty fun. <laughs> <laughs> so and you had we used like, to like what? Yeah. So you had like actually had people to. You had friends you could go and play with. Well, yeah, there was kids in the neighborhood and um, some of the kids from the Bible school because, like, the teachers or whoever's kids, like, um, and then, you know, uh, there's eight of us. So at that time, there were four of us. So there was always somebody to play with. Um, and uh, so we used to, like, walk along the bay and, like, dig up shit and play with like horseshoe crabs and there was all these big like rocks and uh we used to just like go hang out on the rocks i don't even know what we did but i guess it was fun at that age probably throw and, rocks uh, yeah throw rocks <laughs> or just like look at stuff or 
I don't know, talk or I don't know, I don't know what we did. Played, I guess. Like kids don't play outside anymore, but we used to play outside all the time. Um, and then we had some like rich friends who, like I remember they had like Nintendo in the very beginning, so like that was cool because like nobody else had it that we knew. Um, they actually had the uh, the Olympic Games one with like the pad. I can't remember the name of it. Was it called the Power Pad? They called everything Power uh, at that point. Yeah, they had the Power Pad. They also had those like <laughs> glove things. Uh, there was only one. They it were was rich, a singular though. glove. Yeah. No. Power glove. Here's the question. I had a cousin who his family was very rich. My dad's brother. Um, and so my cousin always got everything. He always had the fanciest shit, but it was always broken. Like it was never cared oh, for. Did you ever encounter that kind of stuff? Like I never understood that. No. It was like you got the coolest shit and you don't even take care of it. Um, I was, I was, I no. mean, maybe the. Maybe that's why I'm such a fastidious like collector and stuff about my my things now. It's like I want to keep everything as good as it could possibly be because I grew up seeing this person have all the awesome shit I couldn't have, and they just treated it like shit to where it was broken. Um, not really. They were all pretty good with it, but even if they did, like their parents would just buy them another one. It was like oh, not a God. big deal. So. Yeah, no lesson learned there. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, we definitely didn't have that luxury. I think, I'm trying to remember, we had at one point Atari 2600, and we also had Intellivision. Oh, was that the one that had the little wheel? It had the little wheel yeah. on the controller? Yeah. Yeah. So that was, that was cool. Um, I think we probably got that stuff used. Um, but, uh, yeah, be before we got Nintendo, my dad got something called, uh, the Odyssey two, which, uh, was not Atari. Um, <laughs> I don't even remember that. Oh, uh, it was basically Atari, but not Atari. They actually got sued at one point because they had a, a game called PC Munchkin and it was basically Pac-Man. But uh, uh hmm. the Pac-Man people lost the lawsuit. They were able to say it's different enough that it doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, it was uh and I wish I still had it, man. I remember when I got rid of it, it was probably in the early early nineties when I when I actually sold it off somewhere to like a pawn shop or something. Wish I still had that. But then after that, uh, he also he, we got the NES. We got the Nintendo Entertainment System. He splurged. He saved up money. He he got the one with the uh, Rob the Robot and the Light Gun. Um, and so I mean we had we had the whole shebang for starter kit. It was really cool. Wow. Yeah. No, I definitely I'm trying to remember. We did get some of that stuff at some point, but I honestly think that all that stuff. Um, oh shit! Keep talking. I gotta really... run to the freezer. My monsters in the freezer. Keep talking. Okay. Okay. So, um, oh, what was I just saying? 
Wow. Okay. I forgot he had the headphones on. Uh, so I started working very young. Um, and the reason why was to be able to like, you know, buy video games and GI Joes. And so like, I, I remember working as young as like 10 or 11. I would like, Good Lord. you know, mow grass or, uh, you know, shovel snow or rake leaves or clean pools or oh, whatever so I could not, to make not money. Because... Job, job, just like, no, no. Well, okay, okay. Right. So yeah. I was gonna say, I would just go knock on. I would, I would just go knock on people's doors, and you know, luckily I never got like you know something bad happened to me. But yeah, I guess back then it was a little different than it is now. Well, nowadays if um, you go knock on a door, you're liable to get shot. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, so <clears throat> I'm trying to think. Oh my God! What was I just saying? Yeah, I don't know, Ben. But um, let me say, I also grew up. Uh, my dad was a, a proud member of the NRA. He was a big gun guy. He had okay. huge collection of like, well, not huge. I mean, it was pretty paltry because we weren't that rich. But he had like multiple like black powder rifles and um, you know different kind of handguns and and whatnot. And uh, we would all go to the, you know, the the little outdoor NRA meetings where everybody would target shoot and whatnot, and everybody was cool. And um, I was in the youth air rifle club, and I learned gun safety and all that. I mean, gun safety was like a really, really big thing, it seemed, at that point. Um, so everybody knew how to handle one if they were going to be around one doesn't seem that way nowadays. It seems like anybody can just go, I want a gun. Here you go. Got it. Thanks. <laughs> and then they can wave it around however they please. Um, but I was, I was really thankful for that kind of training and stuff because at one point, I'm going to tell a story, like we're jumping forward many, many years. We're jumping forward to the mid-90s and I'm engaged to a girl and her family does not think very highly of me. And we're all hanging out at their family gathering, and they've they've got a they've got a, a rifle, and they're all trying to take pop shots at fucking soda cans or whatever. And uh, I was like, "Oh, can can I try?" And they're like, "Oh, ho 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 ho, sure." And so I grabbed the rifle, I drop down on one knee, and 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 uh i fucking take aim and boom can is gone and i handed the gun back and it was like thanks and everybody kind of shut the fuck up it was kind of nice to uh kind of wow, turn it yeah. on it's a it was a different it's a different time like we i mean we so when i was growing up we used to go to my grandmother's house she had a hunting lodge and, um, so, you know, we were around guns and we never, I don't know, we didn't really think of them in like that way, I guess. But, um, I don't know. I'm not against guns. Not that we need to get political. Not that it's No, political, nobody's getting you know, political. I just, I own a gun right now. I got it locked up in a fucking chest behind me. Um, uh, yeah. but well, I know, it, how to, you know, I mean, that's. 
that's the thing. It's like, you know, you got to be safe. And like, if you have kids, like you need to have a safe with a, you know, fingerprint lock and, you know, just don't be stupid. Like people are dumb. And so well, you got to have a fingerprint lock, but you know, you're, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, well, I mean, if you want to be super safe, but yeah. <laughs> so let's get out of our, uh, out of our childhood. I mean, cause at this point we're going to come to the point where, my dad dies, uh, which is a huge part of my... I mean, we are talking about who we are now and uh, <laughs> who we are on the podcast and what helped create us. I guess I should touch on it a bit. Um, I mean, that's you know, up my, to you. My, my, my dad uh, was was a helicopter pilot. He, he flew um, for, for lots of different different uh corporations he uh used to fly out to oil rigs off the mexico coast um for um petroleum helicopters incorporated and um he had some stories to tell about that like when when the (laughs) the the engine just stopped and the helicopter was dropping and you have to manually like crank out the uh inflatable little things to keep it from (laughs) from sinking in the water Shit like that, going out and rescuing people. I found one of his old logbooks where there was a a volcano eruption, and um, they were helping to coordinate and fly people out of, you know, off of the island and whatnot and whatever was going on. And then eventually, the government just shut it down and said no. We're and he wrote in there. He was just like. I can't believe, you know, basically I can't believe this, that they're just leaving these people to, to die. Basically. Um, he was a good man. He was a really, really good man. Um, so the last job he had, he would drive from Missouri to Louisiana uh, and he was flying, if anybody's seen Airwolf, he was flying that type of helicopter, which was just so cool to me. I was like, oh my god, my dad flies Airwolf, how fucking awesome is that? And it was for air medical rescue that he was doing that, and he would drive from home to there, and then from there, uh, he'd be gone for two weeks, and he'd come home, and he'd be back for two weeks. And, uh, he had bought this shitty little car, it was a Datsun. Um, great for gas mileage, uh, just a very shittily made fucking vehicle. Um, not very, uh, not, uh, not very solid, I guess would be a good way to say it. And he was on his way home and he had called us and said, Hey, I'm on my way. Um, and it started to rain. He was on the back roads because we lived out in the woods again. And his car hydroplaned. And he went headfirst into another car coming from the other direction. And the car crumpled and immediately killed him by causing great head trauma. Um, basically went through his skull. Thankfully, the other people were okay. And this is one of the most 
intense nights of my life. I'm sitting there playing the Nintendo that he got us in the basement. And my mom and my sister are upstairs doing whatever they're doing, because who the fuck cares? I'm like 13 years old. Fuck, I'm having fun. Some complete stranger shows up at our door with their neighbor asking for my mom. And I let him in, and they go upstairs. And the next thing I hear is... It sounded like a wounded animal. And it was my mom being told that my dad was dead. And when they finally brought me up there, I was like, this lady, this stranger, is saying, well, your dad was in an accident, and uh, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, is he okay? And she goes, no. And I just fucking lost it. I went, went to bed that night, woke up the next day thinking it was all a dream. And I spent years and years always thinking I was waking up from a dream. Why am I saying all this? Well, we can cut this out if you want to. Take your time. <laughs> no, it's okay. Because... For years, I thought I saw him in crowds. I thought my dad was still out there. My brain wouldn't let me believe that he was gone. And you know what? I just, anybody else that has lost a parent or somebody really, really close to, it never really gets easier. But it does get better. Because you get better. And eventually it doesn't, it's, it's, it's not going to hurt as much. It always hurts, but it's not going to hurt as much. And I made my way through that. And, uh, anyway, fuck Sorry. Uh, that was a, uh, that was a weird, weird tangent, but we are doing it. We're getting to know you. <laughs> that's, that's a huge part of who I am. Yeah. Yeah, I, um, not that this is the same even remotely, but, um, an event that happened when I was a kid, um, <clears throat> that really probably most likely started the anxiety that I have, um, and the, uh, you know, fear of death and stuff like that is, um, when I was 10, I believe, I think it was 10. Um, it was Christmas Eve and, you know, we were kind of doing whatever family stuff and we used to open like a present the night before. And, yes, um, we did too. <laughs> I remember, yeah. And I remember, um, we got a phone call like kind of in the middle of it and, uh, it was really strange cause like, you know, nobody would call us like in the middle of the night kind of thing. And I remember my mom was on the phone. She was, she was the one who answered. And uh, she was just like sitting there. And it was like shell-shocked. And I remember, I 
think I went over and sat next to her while she was on the phone. And, you know, she starts crying. I'm like, you know, I'm 10. I don't really know what's going on. Uh, <clears throat> and um, so she's on and she gets off the phone. and She tells us that our grandpa died. And um, it was sudden, you know, he was older, but he wasn't like, you know, he didn't have bad health or he had a, he just basically had a massive heart attack and died. And uh, I remember like asking questions like, you know, well, when do we get to see him? And like finding out that like you can die and not come back was like, whoa, this is crazy and um probably made me <laughs> the paranoid anxious person that i am today because you know it was like so sudden and i think the hardest thing for me was just like seeing my mom be so sad and like knowing that there was literally nothing that i could do to like make it better and yeah. um like feeling her pain um because you know even at the time it's like i didn't really i didn't really grasp it i didn't you know i would like ask like well you know can we go see him and and you know she kept trying to explain it to me but like i didn't really um i didn't really comprehend it for for a while until the next time we went and he wasn't there and then i was like oh okay this is like permanent and um so yeah i uh for a long time i had pretty bad anxiety about that and then i kind of didn't have it for a really long time and then like when i was like i think i was like 30 i started getting panic attacks and i couldn't figure out why but then I started just like constantly thinking about death, like constantly, like every little thing that I would do, I'd be like worried that I was going to die somehow. But, you know, max dosages of uh, Prozac will <laughs> knock the shit, knock that shit right out of you. <laughs> so, I but yeah, um, it definitely, you know, I mean, I was obviously sad when my other grandparents died. But that one was the one that really hit me the hardest. Um, I think just because of how young I was and, you know, it was the first time that I had ever experienced anybody dying. And just like that whole, you know, just the whole thought of like, you know, somebody dies and then that's it. Like, you don't see him again. And, uh, yeah, so. Yeah, I think. Anyways. um Well, I mean. So, after he died, my mom realized that she couldn't afford to stay where where we lived. Um, so I got to spend maybe half a year at my school that I had spent, you know, my entire childhood in school life. Uh, I got mm -hmm. to spend another half half a year there before she sold it and we had to move or whatever. Um, and I remember at that point, I became very aware of like that. And at one point, I had bought a protractor from the little school store where you get your notebooks and your pencils and whatnot. 
put 25 cents in the machine, you get a you, you get a pencil with your school name on it. Uh, if you don't have a pencil. Um, and I bought a protractor and it had that, you know how they have those little sharp needle points on the end. They mm -hmm. stick in the middle of the paper to make like the yeah. circle. Mm -hmm. I, I couldn't, I couldn't carry it. I couldn't carry it back to my, to my locker. I asked a friend to carry it back there for me. And then on the whole way, the whole way back, all I could think was, oh my God, my friend is going to trip and fall and fucking die from this thing being jammed into them. Um, and then that oh tore God. me apart. I was pretty fucked up, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wait, you were? I was pretty fucked up, man. I just, I wasn't on drugs or anything, but as a kid, I was 13 years old and all of a sudden, I couldn't carry this thing that I bought back home or back up to my locker because I was afraid something would go like a final destination, basically, where I would end up yeah. getting it jammed in my eye or whatever, and I would be dead. So I asked, kindly asked my friend to do it for me, and then once I gave it to him, all I could imagine was the most horrible things happening to them, bringing it back up to give oh it to God. me. I was pretty messed up. <laughs> so after so I got yanked out of this blissful idyllic uh you know fucking living in the middle of the woods and getting to explore everything and uh use my imagination and blah 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 and everybody that I've ever grown up with and known and all that and we get yanked out of that and I get thrown into like this shitty mid mid suburb kind of thing like um where I don't know anybody everybody fucking hates me um I have nowhere to go and explore anymore there's nowhere or any woods because I'm living in a fucking condo so I end up finding a cemetery that's behind the school in a little patch of woods and I end up spending all my time in this cemetery there and just hanging out and that's when I start writing poetry and finding an outlet for myself and uh, uh, just kind of like spending a lot of time contemplating, you know, who am I and, and, and what do I want to do? And that's when my mom started to freak out because she found my poetry book. That's when she said, why are you watching these horror films? It's like, mom, we've been watching horror movies since I was eight years old. Fuck! Uh, I mean, you guys rented the thing. You guys rented American Werewolf in London. You let me and Robbie rent whatever we want. Why all of a sudden do you think horror movies are the problem? And not the fact that my father just died a year or two ago. Why don't right, you think right. that's the problem? So instead she tried to ground me from for from renting horror films for a while. So take, with, take away the thing that make, gives me joy... That I said I enjoyed right. because of the creativity of the camera work, the special effects, and how much how much uh, effort and, and creativity that takes, and and all in the lighting and all of that, which I eloquently explained. But in, instead, she thinks that's what's making me depressed. And it, it's fucking parents, man. I don't get it. <laughs> well, listen, they try their best, you know. 
we uh i'm not a parent so i can't really ever judge any parents but i think that they try and do their best for the most part um yeah i uh I mean, I could I could talk for eight hours about stories from my childhood. We had some crazy ones. Um, I remember one of the most horrifying um, things that happened to me in my childhood was we used to go visit. I'm half Mexican. My grandparents are uh, Mexican, and um, the. Uh, so she used to try and scare us with like Jesus and she had like holy water above like her kitchen door. When we were bad, <laughs> Nix isn't here to yell at me about yawning. Yawn number one. Um, <clears throat> when we were bad, she would take us up to this upstairs room that was connected. There was a a little tiny door that was um, an entrance to the attic. Well, this door was like a miniature door. I don't know how any adult could fit through it. My grandmother was short. She was like four, maybe 4'10", maybe 4'9". Very short. So maybe she could fit through there. But um, we would be scared that there was like some monster in there and that it was going to come out while we were in that room. But there was a picture of Jesus <laughs> above it. And it was one of those Jesus pictures where no matter where you walk, the eyes follow you. And so yeah. she used to, she used to yell at us for being bad and then put us in this room and then say, you better behave. Jesus is watching you. And we'd be like, no. <laughs> <laughs> so then we would be good because we were afraid of the all, all knowing, all seeing Jesus picture on the wall. Um, and then my other grandparents had this like, so my mom grew up pretty poor. Her um, dad was a farmer and, um, they had built a house. Well, they built the basement first. For fuck's sake. It's fucking two. God damn it. I heard the first one. So, <laughs> okay. Well, I thought maybe you weren't listening. Uh, so they had this like sub sub basement that was like not finished, but that's where they lived until they could afford to build the rest of the house. So it was cold. And like, I remember, um, we used to go down there and there was this room in the back and it was like straight out of a horror movie. The room was all cement, but it was painted red for no reason. I don't know why it was painted red, but we used to like be terrified of that room. And, uh, yeah, I mean like literally like nightmares about that room. Like I would be like, somebody was going to come out of there and kill us or something like that. So we hated going down there because there was like almost no lights or it was like those like old, like just like a hanging light bulb with a string. Uh, and we would have to go down there sometimes to like get her stuff. And we would always like mess with our other siblings and tease each other about the, uh, the red room. 
so, motherfucker. Listen, I tried to hold. I tried to hold that one in. I'm gonna go back to sucking down pasta. Jesus Christ! Do you have any Christ. creepy stories? Do you have any creepy stories from your childhood? Well, I have creepy stories, but maybe not from. Well, I have some from my childhood, but not the creepiest. So, uh, were you? I can't ask you a question because you got noodles in your goddamn mouth. Fucking. No, I'm here. Christ. I'm here. I didn't do it yet. I'm, I'll I'm put listening. it in your mouth. Put it in your mouth. Motherfucking mouth. Uh, don't you put it in your mouth. Don't you put it in your mouth. Um. Yeah. Well, I was I was gonna ask you it's like you you had mentioned like your religious grandparent, but were you kind of were you raised religious? You were homeschooled, so sounds like they were kind of. You know, not mainstream. Maybe they, maybe they didn't like force you to go to church like every Sunday and shit. Oh no, no, we grew up. We went to church every Sunday. Oh yeah, um, my dad was a pastor. Oh, you um, did say that. God damn, fuck! I suck at this. I'm a terrible interviewer. Hey, hey, real quick, I just realized my mic's not plugged in. Do I sound okay? You sound okay, but I mean, I've been wondering. It's it. I'm getting a bit of uh. For fuck's sake. This is this is the we high the quality shit. content you can expect from the shit show. <laughs> I'm like looking at it, I'm like, wait, why isn't my light on on my mic? Oh shit, did I not change it one? Yeah, I was wondering I was wondering if you had that set up like when we were talking to John the other day. Because you sound no, a little tinny. Huh? Really? Oh my god. Mm. I can't get the fucking... I can't... You can't get in the hole? Can't find the hole? Well, oh! <laughs> you can't switch mics while you started recording, for fuck's sake. Oh, well, I guess that's... I'm sticking to the fucking computer. Sorry. That's your fault. Sorry, folks. I mean, I can I can cut it. I can caught it, and we'll start another one, just like we did with John.